If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me as always, the faceless wonder himself, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. How was your weekend? Uh, pretty good. Didn't do too much, so uh, you know, always a good time. Absolutely. Sometimes those weekends are not not the worst. You just kind of get to relax, recoup, all that good stuff. Yes, sir. And joining us as always, the voice of God, the tan man himself, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. How was your weekend? Thank you, Patty. Um, my weekend was quite the opposite. I went on a uh, three-day bender up in Fort Wayne. Actually uh, played a little bit of golf in the great state of Michigan. So um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I lost some money, oh. um, but I had a lot of fun. So uh, it was a good weekend. Ready to bounce back, though. We've officially hit the dog days, but I'm I'm excited that Wimbledon has started today, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I can get home and and make a little first round parlay before uh, dumbest dummies start. There you go. Also, I think we should change it from the dog days of summers to the patty parlays days of summer. And <laughs> you, got, you got that dog in you. A- a- any thoughts? I mean. I... <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. I love it. I need to see it's a little more dog tendencies oh. before we do that. More the dog. Yeah, I need to see a little more dog. Well, you. just wait till the Hail Mary parlay of the day hits today, and then you'll then you'll see the dog. Okay, I like the confidence. Um, let's briefly talk some golf. Uh, Travelers Championship. Uh, shout out to Xander Shoffley for winning the Travelers. Um, we did have him for one of our best bets on Friday to come through. So shout out to us, Tyler. We nailed that one. We did. Good for us. Yeah. But I will say it just hurts a bit when you had him to win the U.S. Open the week before at crazy odds. And then he you know, doesn't do too well. And then he comes out the next week and dominates the tournament. So, Not great. That sucks a little bit. but uh, So actually golf this weekend is, is going to be interesting, right? We have the LIV, the next LIV event in Portland. Um, so the first U.S.-based LIV event. Um, I believe some new notable ads to the LIV since the last tournament. Uh, DeChambeau, Patty Reed. Uh, didn't Matt Wolf just say today that he's playing in the LIV, Diz? I did not see that. That would... That, that would uh, That would make sense, though. I mean, he's been struggling on the PGA Tour. I think that's I think that's fact. Um, so some more people defecting is what they've been labeled as uh, going over to the LIV. But we have the uh, John Deere Classic this this week in the PGA Tour, and then we actually have the Irish Open in the European Golf League, I believe. Um, so some people are playing in that to uh, kind of get them ready for the next major golf tournament for the PGA Tour, which is the uh, Open Championship. Is that right, Diz? That is correct, Patty. A.K.A. the British Open. Um, so, realistically, there's three competing golf tournaments this weekend. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see who plays in what tournament and kind of what owns the 
eyes of the people, if you will. I mean, it might thin out the betting ranks a little bit, too. Yeah, for sure. So while we're in the dog days of summer, you know, the golf, the golf is certainly an interesting uh, little tidbit for, you know, usually that's not the case, but we might have to keep our eyes out on some golf. You just tell me what to bet because I don't know. You got it. I got you, fam. Uh, NHL Finals, congrats to the Colorado Avalanche and T.Y. for winning his hefty future. Um, But, Diz, I don't know if you saw this, but I believe I saw that the Avalanche became the fifth team ever to be the preseason favorite and then end up winning the Stanley Cup. Yes, I did see that. Good for them. It's kind of really think it. Go ahead, go ahead. I just find it crazy that there's only been five teams that that's been the case. Now, granted, odds and whole betting and everything like that probably haven't been around for very long, so uh, maybe that's not as crazy as we think it is. I was gonna say the opposite. I, yeah, it depends our sample size, but I feel like five is a lot. Like the preseason favorite to win. I mean, if you think about like other professional leagues, maybe outside of the NBA, yeah. It's pretty hard to predict who's going to win the championship. Right. I I was thinking the other way. I was thinking five is is quite a lot for preseason favorites. But also, is this the last, like you said, is this the last 40 years? Or is this the last, like, 100? I feel like five out of 40 is a lot. But once again, I don't know the sample size. Well, I want to say I saw this was the second time in the past decade that this has happened. I feel like that's probably a good clip, like 20% of the time. That's pretty – that's quite often, if you ask me, of 30 teams. I feel obviously a lot of those are not going to win it, but I feel like that's that's a good clip. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, hockey's done. Hockey's dead until uh comes back around. Um, so that's dead. Um, NBA is pretty much dead, but we do have some interesting talk happening here. Uh, Tyler, you had mentioned that, uh, there's, I don't, I didn't see these odds. I don't know if we can even bet on these odds, but, uh, you said there's now talks of what, is it Kyrie or Kevin Durant going to Phoenix for Deandre Ayton? Uh, no, I just saw it cause I didn't see the odds for it. betting odds though. Uh, Deandre Ayton, here it is. Uh, the odds on DeAndre Aiden, Aiden joining the Nets have rapidly jumped within the hour. Uh, it went from plus 4,000 last night to plus 350. Like, Jeez. actually not the last night, just in the last hour. And uh, KD to Suns odds have been locked now. So it's looking like it might be a sign and trade with those guys. What else would the Suns have to give up to get Kevin Durant? Because I don't, um, I don't think Aiton just by himself is enough. No, but if he's like demanding a trade, his, uh, you know, value is obviously going to be down. Right. I don't know. Could we be looking at a just swapping Booker and Aiton for Kyrie and KD or something and some picks? That would be wild. Because the Nets are just at the point where Kyrie doesn't want to play for them anymore. He's mad. And Durant is his ride or die now, I guess. And so, you know, Durant doesn't want to join the Nets if Kyrie's not going to be there. So 
they basically have to try and get rid of both of them while they can still get some value out of them. Right. Um, and I think maybe the Suns kind of popped in because I know there was some talk about the Suns and DeAndre Ayton um, as like on ESPN when I was watching it earlier. So I wonder if that's why the odds changed so drastically because like someone had thrown out the idea of the Suns and then people are like, oh, if ESPN's saying it, maybe there's a chance and maybe that skews the odds enough. I mean, it could. That's probably what happened. They just yeah. ESPN said something because everyone knows that the Suns don't want to give eight in the max. Right. They definitely don't want to let him walk for nothing. So if they could get back a haul like that, I oh, think yeah. they'd be willing to hard cap themselves yeah. on a sign and trade. For sure. And then um, I also saw that uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Kyrie, the only. Uh, real interest on Kyrie has been the Lakers and the Lakers haven't uh, liked the package that they're getting back yet. So Kyrie's kind of in a tough spot now all of a sudden. You mean the Nets? No, no, no. The Lakers, the Lakers have been the only team that has shown interest in Kyrie uh, based on the sign and trade, I think. And then like the Lakers, I think it was the Nets that said that they, or the Lakers said that they didn't like the package that they were talking about with Kyrie involved. So it's probably going to be like Kyrie and DeAndre Ayton for like AD or something. Yeah. What I, they said. I don't, I don't know what was said or talked about, but I mean, the uh, Lakers don't have anything they it, can give up. It's, other it's than shaping up to be an AD. interesting off season. And, um, one thing I wanted to note is, um, I think the deadline is like Thursday for, uh, players to opt into their player option. Is that, correct do you have any idea on that uh sounds correct i'm not 100 sure though you said something i didn't hear you uh i said it sounds Diz, correct. can you hear tyler I'm right now not 100. Uh, we lost this is you're on mute did i just lose you guys what's going on uh, i can i heard tyler i heard tyler that whole time i was podcast. on mute. I'm okay on i can't hear you guys. hold on it's my it's a me problem oh Okay, now now we're good. I can hear you again. Sorry. What did... All right. Uh I was just saying I think it uh like it sounds right. I'm not 100% sure though on the uh deadline there. It it's sometime this week. We 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 know that. Yeah. So is that with that player option target date looming, does that mean these deals, these sign in trades, all this other jazz needs to happen before then or is this just something that could go into free agency and these players could opt out and then sign or any, any idea on the timing of all that? Uh, um, I mean, the NBA, free agent moratorium periods and stuff are made up anyways. Yeah. These teams collude no matter what. So, Yep. Fair enough. And um, I was also talking about how, if you're a superstar in the NBA, player empowerment is at an all-time high because they were talking on it wasn't Sports Center, but it was on ESPN about how KD is under contract with the Nets until 2025-2026. And if he wants out, he can literally get out and almost go to just about anywhere he wants. Is that am I yeah. the only one that thinks that's crazy? I mean like the ball's kind of, it's kind of just like changing the power because before the teams, you know, would just lock you in like in any sports, like, you know, 
Barry Sanders just retired because he was stuck on a bad team. Like, right. Kind of sucks that like for the small market teams at least that you know because the whole fifth year option supermax contract is made to keep your players. Mm-hmm. Like, but now there's nothing stopping them just from you know taking the contract, playing one year, then a year later it's either one year or two years before they could be traded because they legally can't be traded like for a certain period of time after the contract signs, but either one year or two years but you know they can just take that you know and basically get the best of both worlds they get to pay and they can just tank their trade value like paul jordan say hey like i'll i'm leaving i'm not gonna play for you guys i send me to one of these three places so like it kind of sucks for the franchises but they've kind of been you know dicking over the players for a while so i just kind of fair sucks for the fans yeah no kidding um, and then Tyler, I, one last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I sent this in the group and I think you were probably aware of it, but, uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Russell Westbrook, uh, the, there was a rumor that came out that the Lakers approached the Pacers and the Lakers offered Russell Westbrook, Horton Tucker, and a first future first round draft pick or picks for Malcolm Brogdon and the Pacers essentially laughed at them and ceased all conversations with them. Um, well, they would have had to have been more than just Brogdon to match the the contract. The salary. Too, so like, yeah, they would have had to give up somebody with a pretty decent size salary to match. So like, you know, most of the people with decent salaries on the Pacers are people that they like and want to play that not people they want to unload. So, right. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of garbage to think that the Pacers will take that terrible contract off your hands for like a like twenty thirty first round pick and like overpaid THT and over you know and then Westbrook that's not really worth anything and getting paid like almost fifty million. Right, right, one hundred percent. Pretty wild. Um, what what is is Brogdon under contract for a couple more years? I can't remember what his contract is. Yeah, because like the reason we couldn't trade him at the deadline was they just extended him, so they he couldn't be traded until April. That's why the only reason he wasn't like people weren't deal or dealing for him then. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I don't mind Brogdon. The only thing that worries me about Brogdon is his injuries. Like, can he stay healthy? But uh, I'm glad we didn't just take Westbrook because. While Westbrook's a great, he's a he's a he's a great player. He's going to probably be in the Hall of Fame because of his triple doubles, but and an MVP. Yeah, but I just don't see him as being a fit here in Indy. No, I mean he's old. The Pacers are. I mean they at least tanked last year. We'll see if they tank this year. But like you know, they've got a lot of young players and they have a ton of guards right now. So like. It wouldn't make sense bringing in an old passes prime guard for right. a team that's not going to win this year. You know who I want the Pacers to get, and I don't think this has ever been rumored, but I think this guy has been rumored in trades of late. Murray. Oh, I did not know that. Jamal Murray is rumored to be traded because he didn't play at all for the Nuggets last year. No, Deontay Murray. Oh, oh, yeah, that would be nice the, too. The Hawks are. Hawks are trying to get him for John Collins, but that's kind of not a good trade. I, I swear I saw the Spurs said that they need like four first-round picks if they're getting rid of Murray. Yeah, yeah, they did, but the Hawks are still bothering them. 
But I'll, the person who I want is OG Ananubi. Yeah, that'd be nice to bring him back. I mean, he he can play a four, can't he? Give me OG and Romeo Langford. <laughs> a, a team of IU former All Stars. Just don't give me Oladipo back. Yeah, we don't want him back. No. But uh, anything, Tyler, you want to touch on NBA wise before we? Uh, oh, actually. Uh, Jimmy Harden, he is up for a contract extension or a player option or something. Um, mm-hmm. If you're the 76ers, extended. do you think you extend him? I mean, you have to just because you gave up so much to get him. Is that what your thought process is? Well, I mean, cap-wise, too, like, unless it's a sign-and-trade, they're not going to be able to use that salary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they like they can't let him walk and then sign somebody with that money because they're over the cap. So like, um, I think they pretty much have to like. Hopefully for them, I mean, I'm not a Sixers fan. There's some bad blood between the Sixers and Celtics, but like for them, like I think the ideal move would be to extend them for like two years. Yeah, yeah, short short term extension. Yeah, you, if they give him the four year extension, like. I'd be pretty up like as if I was a Sixers fan, I would be pretty upset. Right, and and of course there were talks of like sending him back to Brooklyn for Kyrie. That'd be wild, uh, wouldn't it? Did you see Evan Massey's tweet, Pat? I did not. What uh, enlighten me? First source: The Pacers and Miles Bridges have a high level of mutual interest. Indiana viewed as the top threat to sign Bridges away from the Hornets. Interesting. He is he he's a four, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a that'd be a nice little addition. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I wouldn't want to give him a max, but no. Like, he's not a bad player. Mm. I I think both are both is his brother uh, in Phoenix. I think. Is that his brother? I, I thought they just had the same last name. I don't know. I but I think they're both up for contracts. Yeah, I think they are. Hell, bring them both. I don't have that kind of money. But it'd be nice for the Pacers to make a move like that. Um, he's obviously not your, you know, max player, big superstar extension, but... Uh, and no, they're not related. I just looked it up. Okay, perfect. Thank you for clarifying. But, it, it, hey, he'd be a serviceable addition, and I think he could he would instantly make us a better team if he signed. Yeah, but does the Pacers really want to be better? that good next year a lot of teams want to be in that uh lottery again yeah. for what is it Wimbayama. yeah i think it's pronounced i'm not sure but yeah yeah but uh you know i said this tyler i believe when we went to a game earlier this year for the pacers but uh a couple moves here and there and i think the pacers have a chance to uh make a playoff run Oh no! I think they need to. I think they're going to wait for a little bit. I I think you have to ask Jake what I said, but I swear I said like they'll finish like third in the East this next season. Oh, that's bold. <laughs> hey, Patty Parlays goes bold. We know this. So you're going to take their over on wins? Probably, uh, depending on where it ends up at. Yeah, I might want to go and take that now. Actually, let's see here. Is that available yet? I was going to say, probably not. They probably want to wait and see how 
Uh, At least free agency, yeah. Right. Futures. You can you can do the champion, but you can't do win totals aren't out there just yet. It's unfortunate. Oh well, it's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, good, we'll come back to good it. Good podcast. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, before we move on to the dumbest dummy Diz, do you want to talk some uh, some some tennis, some Wimbledon, or do you want to put a a little flag in there and we'll come back to it on Wednesday? Um, I can. You guys go first on your dummies, and I'll and I'll I'll come up with a. Uh, a parlay. I, the really only tennis talk is is um, Wimbledon started. I know that, but I'm saying like as far as who's going to win the whole tournament, I really don't know. Um, I think Djokovic is odds-on favorite. Correct. Um, and you don't get really good value betting anyone else. You could argue Nadal, but um, he kind of got away with one in the Australian Open because Djokovic didn't play. And... Uh, he obviously dominates on clay, so I don't. I, I don't. I think you stay away from the future and you just look at early round favorites. So you guys go ahead and I'll I'll squeeze together a little first round parlay real quick for one of my dumbest dummies. Okay, real quick. I just want to touch on the future. So there's really three in the men's side that is up and above the rest. So you have Djokovic is the favorite at minus one forty. You have. Matteo Berrettini at plus 550, and then you have Nadal at plus 700. So those three are kind of your top of the tower, and then the next closest one is Carlos Alcaraz, who I've never heard of before, at plus 1500. So there's your there's your Wimbledon talk, your tennis talk. Um, but let's jump into the. Dumbest Dummy competition. Let's review our bets from Friday. I went one and one. Tyler, how did you do on Friday? Oh and one, but I think we both think we said that Super Boost looked pretty terrible going in, right? We did. We we were kind of aware it wasn't one that we were thrilled about, but uh, hey, during this we take during this we experiment, take we take it. And then Diz was. Uh, technically, Owen won. Uh, he he wasn't on Friday's episode, but he did have a future on the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, and of course that ended yesterday. Or yesterday, so uh, he did go down a unit in the dumbest dummy competition. Am I still positive? You are. So I am up 0.5 units. I literally did not move after Friday's episode. Um, Diz is up 1.85 units, and Tyler is up 4.2 units. Hell yeah. Um, Tyler, why don't you start us off with any kind of boost action we got going on tonight? Well, I believe we have one today. Yep. Unless more have been added. Come on. It is Byron Buxton, yep. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Rafael Devers to each hit or each record one plus hit. And that is plus 230. Boosted from plus one seventy. Yeah, I mean, I I like this one. Um, I don't like that we only got like sixty points on the boost. That's kind of a low for a yeah. boost. But uh, I mean, one plus hit—that's that's nothing. I mean, each person should get at least four at bats. Um, n- none of these guys are really facing like 
faces, if you will, like really good people or people that they haven't seen recently. Really, the only one that worries me is Vlad Guerrero Jr., and that's just because he's facing a pitcher that hasn't pitched in the MLB yet. So you would think that he should be able to handle that. But uh, I, I do like the value at plus 230. Well, he's normally a swing for the fences guy, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, those guys are always a little iffy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, I like it. Diz, would you like me to go next? Are you still constructing yours, or are you good to go? Okay, I will treat his silence as I am going to go ahead and go. So the one bet that I have for tonight is in baseball, of course, because we are in the Patty Parlay's days of summer. Um, I'm going Orioles first five plus a half versus the Seattle Mariners. Um, this is obviously my favorite play of the night and I'm going to run you through how I got to what I got. Um, so Wells is starting for the Orioles. He has a 2.02 expected ERA in the first five innings. And then Kirby is starting for the Mariners and he has a 2.13 expected ERA in the first five innings. So advantage Orioles there. And then both pitchers are righties, and the Orioles average 0.18 runs per plate appearance against righties, and the Mariners average 0.10 runs per plate appearance for the Mariners. So uh, everything points to the advantage to being to the Orioles, but yet they are somehow underdogs in the first five. So I will take the first five plus a half with the Orioles, and uh, we'll, we'll get the, the Patty Parlay's Days of Summers off and running. Good luck with this. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, Appreciate your confidence there, Tyler. Uh, Diz, are you with us? Uh, I guess not. If he miraculously comes back and we hear from him or something. Okay, he's gone. All right. Um, I guess, Tyler, that leads us to group best bets. Yes, sir. Uh, So we went 2-0-1 on Friday. Um, so as a group, we're actually up 9.47 units, Tyler. Ooh, it's a good month. We need the double digits. We are on the cusp of the first ever double digit month for the Sports Betting by Dummies podcast as far as group best bets go. So, uh, let's, let's try to, let's try to keep it going. I guess really the only thing we can bet on is the MLB, right? Because Wimbledon's all huge favorites. Not huge, but everyone I've heard of, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we have to go with the Orioles' first five plus a half. All right. Uh, let me see. Ooh, we're getting even better odds than earlier. Love that. Um, and then I'm actually, Tyler, I'm going to suggest taking the Miami Marlins' first five plus a half versus the Cardinals. And I can tell you why. So, um, Wainwright's pitching for the Cardinals, and he's at home, right? So usually that's that's a pretty good sign to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, Wainwright's pretty good. But half of the Cardinals' glorious duo is out tonight. Yadier Molina is not playing tonight. Ooh. I don't, the man with the most putouts in MLB history? Correct. And the person that uh, 
when you when you hear of Wainwright, you automatically think Molina, right? They're the they're they got the most wins together as a pitcher catcher duo, but I I know that people think, oh, Wainwright's the guy, Wainwright's the pitcher, whatever. I think without Molina, Wainwright is a little bit uh, different. Not as comfortable tonight. Yeah. Um, the Marlins are playing good ball right now. The Marlins are actually the better hitting team against right-handed pitchers. So I like the Marlins first five plus a half. All right. And then we need one more group best bet. Let's see. Oh, did I miss my dumbest dummy? That's my bad. We, we will come back to you, Diz, but yes, glad to have you back. Sorry, I had a phone call I could not miss. <laughs> of course. Shocking. Um, yeah. And then um, this is the one I don't feel the best about, but I do like it. How about the Yankees Athletics first five under four and a half runs? Let me, let me uh, we, we know that the, ath- well, so that's what I'm getting to. We know the Athletics cannot hit. That's, that's a certain. The Athletics are one of the worst teams in baseball, including one of the worst hitting teams in baseball. Are they really bad against left-handed pitchers too? They are. So uh, they're going to get the lefty as well, so correct. even worse. The 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 two pitchers going tonight, Blackburn for Oakland, Montgomery for the Yankees. Uh, they both have an ERA this season of two point nine seven. Those are both fantastic ERAs. This this is a little bit outdated. I don't know if this is still the case, but at one point this season, I believe six or seven starts in, Montgomery actually had the least run support of any pitcher in the MLB. For whatever reason, whenever Montgomery's pitching, the Yankees cannot hit. They do not support him very well. So that's part of it. But also, if we look at Paul Blackburn, who is starting for the Athletics, his away ERA this season is one. That's it. He And he has started eight games on the road this season, and he has a one ERA. That's per nine innings. He averages giving up nine runs. Or, no, sorry. In nine innings pitched, he averages giving up one run per nine innings pitched on the road this season. Uh, I'm also looking up the Oakland lineup in their career against Jay Montgomery pitching, and only four of them have played against him. And all their combined at bats, they have one hit against him. Exactly. Like, I think this is the perfect storm for the under four and a half. Usually, with this kind of a matchup, you expect to get like an under three and a half, but we're able to get under four and a half. So I, I think we go with it. And I'm looking I'm at down. Oakland against Blackburn, or. Uh... Yankees I against mean, Blackburn? Yeah, Yankees against Blackburn. Uh, they do have hits, but there is, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine different batters combined against him, and they have one RBI. Exactly. I, I, I think this is a perfect storm for an under. I know people will get scared away from taking this under because the Yankees could easily score five in one inning. But I think this is the perfect storm for an under here. I'll ride with you. You know your baseball. I support that. All righty. So to recap, we have the Orioles first five plus a half versus the Mariners. We have the Marlins first five plus a half versus the Cardinals. And then the Athletics Yankees first five under four and a half runs. 
sign the contract. All right, Diz, now that you're back, would you like to grace us with your dumbest dummy pick? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I have four. Oh, coming out of three, left field. Three baseballs and a Wimbledon first-round parlay. Are these um, baseballs from Rankle? Two of them are from Rankle. One of them is from Doug. Oh, we're, we're running it back with Doug, baby. We got we to gotta hit one of them. So this is hysterical, and I'm not fucking with you guys here. <laughs> I tracked it. I are 0-6 when I bet. Tells me to bet with him. Okay, I've taken six Doug bets. We are 0-6. I should you not. I said, I'm not going to take any of your bets. I want to see how you do this weekend on your own. Like, I, it wasn't like, that sounded bad. I'm not like putting him on probation or something. But right, right, right. We're with I, it. I was just like, I wonder if there's like bad juju or something. I shit you not, he's won nine straight bets. <laughs> <laughs> he's won nine straight bets, and he told me last night to take shit. He was it Brewers Dodgers under or something. It, it was like under eight. It was two zero in the ninth, and there were eight total runs scored. <laughs> it was under. It was under eight and a half. So he hit, but I just had to have a feeling if I would have taken that with him, they would have got to nine. Yeah. Um. But we're testing it out again. He told me Rangers money line against uh, the Royals, so I'm, I'm running that. Um, I don't know. I just if I lose this one, I may never bet with Doug again. Not for my purposes, for his purposes. Yeah. I feel like I'm his bad luck. Um, but we're riding the Rangers. Then from Rankle's model, we got the Twins money line against the Guardians, and then the Cardinals money line against the Marlins. And then I have a tennis first-round parlay, David Goffon, minus 190, and Jensen Brooksby, minus 275. I think it's a sick name, um, and I think he's American. So Jensen Brooksby, money line against Mikhail Kukushkin, almost an even cooler name. Um, but those two together are plus 108. Nice. I love it. And actually, me and Rank were going back and forth on his model picks. Um we actually agreed with each other on the Twins, and then we actually differed from each other on the Marlins Cardinals, so that'll be an interesting one to see. We ride, baby. Let's ride. Yes, sir. Broncos, let's ride. I'll be rided. Great. Now we're going to get kicked off YouTube. More strikes. Perfect. Unbelievable. All right, gentlemen, that leaves just the Hail Mary parlay of the day. It's Monday. That means the baseball slate's not great. So I only have eight baseball picks for you today, gentlemen. But do we have a guess as to what $1 will win you on that eight-leg parlay? 209. Tyler, I assume you looked at the episode notes? Um, yeah, I was going to just say no and then guess it exactly. Just, just <laughs> I, I saw right through your charade. Yeah, you did. It is $1 to win, $102.01. Um, so we start, well, we're only in the MLB. We're not only just starting in MLB, we are in the MLB. Uh, we got Yankees Athletics first five under four and a half. Blue Jays first five minus a half versus the Red Sox. Twins first five money line versus the Guardians. Marlins first five plus a half versus the Cardinals. Rangers first five minus a half versus the Royals. Dodgers first five minus a half versus the Rockies. Angels first five money line versus the White Sox. And Orioles first five plus a half versus the Mariners. All right, gentlemen, anything we need to get off our chest before we uh, call it a Monday? 
Uh, I would like to ask you, up with the NSRI? Haven't been hearing much about this. So the problem with the NRSI is it got a lot to track. Well, Uh, and the the sports bookies uh, corrected it, right? There was a time where the value wasn't good enough, and I think the sports bookies caught on. So now it's not as profitable as it used to be, right? So if I look right now, so for instance, that one we were just looking at, Athletics Yankees, the one where I love the under, an NRSI would be prime for that. Um, To take the NRSI, it would be minus 142. Oh, Oh, that's not too bad. But it's not great either. Um, I remember like first, second week of the season, you were getting like minus 100 on everything. Or even plus value on some of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not... uh... It's dead, Jim. Uh, I'm checking a few others. That one was minus 122. Uh, Also, they changed the phrasing of it. This one's minus 115. That's not bad. What do you mean they changed the phrasing of it? It used to be like number of runs scored in the second inning. And so you'd have zero runs, you'd have one run, and then you'd have two plus runs. Now they have over under half a run, over under one and a half runs. It's like, so they kind of change it up to where it's multiple selections instead of just going to one little selection and being able to choose zero runs. Got you. So So you're telling me they listen to our podcast. I mean, it has to be. Has to be. Maybe maybe I F around and I take every single NRSI tonight. Just just Do because. It, I mean, it's, it's the Patty Parlay's Days of Summer. Can you, par- can you parlay those together? You can. Absolutely you can. Yeah, go ahead and parlay all those. Let's see how it goes. All right, you guys talk about something while I go through. and. Uh... Yo, can we make some merch that the Patty Parlay's Days of Summer and it's like the Hot Girl Summer logo with Patty's face photoshopped on it? Sounds electric. I was, maybe, I was thinking maybe uh, the Top Gun volleyball scene with our faces. Oh, nice. I like what I'm hearing so far, boys. I mean, dogfight football. <laughs> we'll put Ty in the background flying a jet. <laughs> Ty will be like Tom Cruise, just sitting down and watching them. Yeah, see now now that I'm getting later into some of these, some of these values are not great. Like my no, worse, even worse. Worse than minus one fifty on some of these. Yikes. But it's all right. We're still we're still we're we're trucking on. It's a we're doing it for the for the fan. That's right. No, the Diz stands and whatever. <laughs> what are the patty what are the patty fans? They don't exist, so. (laughs) All right. So, nine legs for this NRSI parlay. And uh, $1 wins you $173.83. That's not terrible. So, we're going for it. If 
let's let's have a lightning strike a couple times with the Hail Mary parlay of the day and then the Patty parlays days of summer NRSI parlay. Be nice. Let's get Pat Rich. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm all for that. Do it. All right, gentlemen, anything else we need to get off our chest? No, that was it for me. I just wanted to know where the no-run second inning had gone. Where have all the Cowboys gone? Same. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, go to our YouTube. Type in the search bar, Sports Betting by Dummies. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. Please subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. We like hearing from you guys. Um, But, yeah, we hope you have a nice, profitable start to your week, and we will see you all on Wednesday.